Hello, and welcome to Talkin' Psych with Doc Raz. I'm your host, Doc Raz. So, continuing on with this discussion about therapy and what your experience might be like, I thought the next step, since we've talked about what the intake might be like and progress in therapy, would be this question of how do you know when therapy should end or it's time for it to end? Because for most people, therapy is meant to end. It's meant to be, as I discussed before, an episode of care. It is not meant to be something that goes on forever and ever. Um, And I think some spaces, this is much more likely to happen where people are scared And so they stay in therapy much longer than is kind of clinically indicated. This would be similar to somebody that, you know, is recommended to go to physical therapy. And they stay at physical therapy or they want to stay at physical therapy much more than is necessary. You know, they've met their treatment goals and yet they're afraid that if I leave physical therapy, you know, something might happen or I'm not going to have the tools or the support to do the things I need to do. Now, most spaces for physical therapy, even if somebody wants to stay in physical therapy, that's not really an option to just kind of stay and keep attending for as long as the client wants. But in some situations, therapy, it's different. Um, I'm thinking of spaces where people may not be paying with insurance. They may not have co-pays. So this could be some community mental health spaces. This could be VA hospitals. This could be um, nursing home facilities. Things like that where there's not a clear incentive for people to pay, um, at least no monetary, there may be the possibility of no monetary um, incentive for ending on time. Not on time, but at the actual end of the episode of care when it's no longer serving its purpose and people may be coming in saying, you know, I don't really have anything to talk about today or everything's been going pretty well or I had this situation pop up and I was able to use the coping skills and the strategies that we've talked about to manage it. Um, And so those would certainly be examples of signs when it's time to end therapy, when for multiple sessions, you're not really sure what you're going to talk about because there's not, there's not really anything to talk about. Things have been going pretty well, or you've been able to manage them well, because, right, the fear that something's going to happen and then I need to come back, that's very valid. That could happen. Life is going to continue. Life is not all of a sudden going to be rosy and unicorns and rainbows simply because you went through therapy. It's going to continue to be the way it is where there's going to be 
rough or difficult patches. But ideally, if the therapy has been as useful as it could be, at some point you no longer need the therapist to manage those things. You're able to manage those things by yourself. And for some people, the issue is more, well, I like to or need to talk about these things, but I don't have anyone outside of therapy to talk about it with. Or I keep everything bottled up. And so therapy is a space I can actually talk about those things. I appreciate that. However, I think that a goal of therapy is identifying people you could have these conversations with or spaces where you would get that need met. That is a very valid need, but your therapist is not there solely for emotional or social support. They're there to challenge, to help you learn new skills, to give different perspectives and challenge the way you're thinking about things in order to help maybe arrive closer to what's going on or to entertain different ideas, allowing you to kind of get off of your cognitive track that is leading to more upset feelings. You know, if somebody does something and the only thought you've ever had is, well, they did that on purpose. They did that to upset me. They did that to hurt my feelings. You know, that's the main kind of cognitive track that you have. That's going to lead to a lot of issues. That's going to lead to a pretty unhappy life. Um, And so therapy ideally would help kind of challenge that and help you think of possible alternative reasons Maybe for some people in your life, that is a very valid thought, that they did that on purpose to upset you, right? Those of us with siblings, especially when we're younger and they're younger, that's a very valid idea, that they did it on purpose to upset you. Um, but as adults, you know, it might have been that they were just kind of busy with their own thing, and honestly, we're not thinking about you, or you upset them, and so it was... And they don't have the skills to kind of deal with that themselves. It may not have been that everybody does things simply to hurt your feelings or to upset you, but that there's other valid possibilities. But when you are able to kind of challenge your own thoughts regularly, that's going to be another sign when you can kind of maintain that opening up of perspective. And I I say regularly because, yes, when you start to engage in the skill, that's wonderful, but we want to help support you in making that more of a habit and not simply say, well, you've done it twice now, so good job, you're all done. You know, that's... I think about it like track practice... Yeah, you can run the 100-meter dash quite quickly once or twice, but, you know, if you have some races where you're, something's not going right and you're all of a sudden quite slow compared to previous times, well, you still need to go to track practice. But if you're constantly, regularly, you know, running it at a consistent speed, well, maybe we can work on some other skills in practice. We don't need to keep focusing on that one. 
Um, another thing is ideally, like I've talked about, you're setting treatment goals. You're setting and discussing how will we know in therapy ends what's going to be different, but also what do you want to get out of therapy? What are you hoping this will change about your life? If you're just looking again for someone to talk to, well, let's figure out other spaces. Maybe that's the goal is really figuring out and finding other people to kind of get that support from. Because ideally, you wouldn't have to sort of pay for that. You would be able to find that in your own life. Um, Whether that's with people you currently have relationships with or building new ones. And if those treatment goals have been met and we struggle to identify other goals to work on, then, then that's probably a sign that you're doing good. And ending the episode is, can be sad, can be scary. Um, but it's also something to be celebrated, you know, graduating, putting the time and the effort in to get mentally better. Like if you were able to do that, kudos to you. You know, some people, some people, it takes a lot to get to that point because they're just not ready They're not ready for that challenging. They're not ready to be open to other possibilities. Um, They may not be ready to let go of, frankly, some of the feelings. You know, yes, people may come in because they're angry a lot and they part of them does not want that. But for another part, that anger might really be working for them. Um, it might be kind of helping them in life in some way, you know, possibly protecting them from the hurt of the world, um, from the hurt other people could cause them. It might stop them from having to be vulnerable with other people. You know, different things like that may, may be a reason that they want to hold on, part of them wants to hold on to that anger. And until they're ready, you know, that's something not going to work. Or somebody that struggles with post-traumatic stress disorder, the avoidance piece of that, for a number of people, if they've, you know, experienced it for a large number of years, by that point, it's really permeated a lot of their life, if not, frankly, kind of their whole life. Um, And so to fight that avoidance can be very difficult. And frankly, they may not want to. They may not be ready to. Um, And so that might also be another reason to end therapy is simply because this is not the right time. Part of you wants things to be different and wants things to be better But another part of you, and likely a bigger part, if, you know, it's not working out, a bigger part is not ready yet. They're not, that part of you is not ready to get on board and make the changes that need to happen. 
Um, and if you're looking for sort of a magic pill, well then that's more talking with psychiatry. Um, and they can be quite difficult to get in with. But if you're looking for simply kind of a magic fix, therapy is not it. Therapy takes time. It takes effort. Um, even if you meet with somebody once a week for an hour, there's a lot of life left outside of that single hour where ideally you're putting in the time and the effort. Um, when I was a kid, I took piano lessons and I would practice I got to the point I was practicing right before the lesson. I wasn't really practicing throughout the week. If that's how we're treating therapy, much like my piano lessons, we're not actually going to make any progress. We're not actually going to build skills that are going to help us become better at what we're discussing. Right? With those piano lessons, if I wanted to become a decent piano player because I've retained very, very little. It was a year but I retained very little. I would have had to put in a lot more time and effort outside of that lesson to really retain what was happening. Um, and so like therapy, you need to do that as well. And so, um, those are just thoughts. This is, again, the beginning of a conversation and a beginning of an idea of really looking at if you're in therapy. And these are ideally conversations you're having with the therapist because they may have a very different perspective. Um, you know, I had a client last week that he made a comment about he wished he could see himself the way I do and it's like yeah I do too because you would think more highly of yourself um he has PTSD and depression that are really kind of clouding his view and kind of his it it hinders his ability to see closer to the truth and I'm not saying that my view alone is the truth, but I'm able, I'm a bit more detached. I'm not living his life. I have not lived his life. And so I can see things a bit differently than he can. Um, and it would be really nice if he could see that for himself as well. And so... You may have conversations where you're th with your therapist where they think you're doing a lot better than, than you are aware of um, because they can see maybe a bigger picture or they're able to retain things better across time than you are. Um, like I said, this is the beginning of the conversation. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out. You can email at talkinsightwithdocraz.com at gmail.com or you can reach out on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. I hope you have a nice day and you do something nice for yourself. Bye.